0: alaykum everybody and a very warm welcome to episode thirty-eight in the Arabic with Sam podcast. I pray that you guys are having an awesome week. I hope that you guys are well and I hope you guys are bossing your Arabic studies these days. So in this episode, I mean, really, I'm repurposing something that I did earlier in the week. You know, those of you who read my blog, you will have seen an a um, you know an article that I wrote earlier this week where I talked about how to actually think in Arabic. And it was actually in a response to one of the students' questions that I had from one of the students on on my program, the Arabic in sixty steps program. And simply because I've just been So busy recently, like you know, a lot of you know, my wife's having my wife's having our second baby soon. Um, you know, I've been doing so much for the Arabic in 60 Steps program as well as trying really hard to try to build my Arabic world as well to try to get that finished by the end of this month. So, what I'm gonna do is I'm cheating a little bit, I'm gonna repurpose an article that I wrote earlier this week for the podcast, right? So, I'm literally just gonna read it for you, inshallah. But I think that you guys will enjoy it. So, buckle your seat belts, let's get into it. At least once a month, I receive this question from at least one of my students, Sam. How do I start to think in Arabic? So what I wanted to talk about is actually about what it means to think in another language and also just offer the students some practical tips to start thinking in Arabic more directly. The first point is that humans don't actually really think in language at all. We more think in ideas and emotions and concepts. And if we have the language capacity to express those ideas, emotions and concepts, then we can project them in the world via language with the most suitable words that we have available. Even native speakers may not have the right words to express those feelings and emotions or thoughts. Sometimes we say things like, I don't know how to explain it and I can't express how much I love you. And these are examples of us admitting this very fact. What is really meant, you know? so what is really meant by thinking in Arabic for the purpose of us Arabic students is for us to have a direct link between the Arabic word and the concept in our brain. So beginner Arabic students are usually guilty of thinking more like this. They think Arabic word, and then they translate the Arabic word into English in their head, and then the English word has a connection with the concept in their brain. So the process of thinking in Arabic is really more the practice of eliminating that step two. You know, it's really just the practice of eliminating the need for Arabic, for eliminating the need for English, rather, as the barrier between the Arabic word and the actual concept in your brain. So I have a few practical tips for you guys. I have a few things that you can use and you can start doing to try to build a more direct link between an Arabic word and... The English concept in your brain. You know, I'm, I'm putting it in that order because I'm assuming that you're reading and you're listening more than you're speaking. You know, in a reading and spoken environment, you're having an Arabic word, sorry, in a reading and listening environment, you're having an Arabic word and then you're translating into English and then you're thinking concept in your brain. But if you're producing language, you know, if you're speaking or if you're writing, you have concept in your brain and then English and then trying to translate in that, that into Arabic, right? So yeah, so it, it depends on whether you're using active language or passive language for, you know, the, for this, but the, the concept is still the same. So the first thing that you can do is to use more images. Um, Often when students are reading a new text, they'll often make vocab notes around it and put boxes around little words or, you know, annotate things in English and stuff like that. But it's a good idea to build more direct connections in your brain by actually just using images instead. You know, if you're a particularly good drawer, it might help. But even if you're a particularly bad drawer, that's not really a problem. You know, in fact, like, I'm a horrible drawer. I'm a terrible, terrible artist. And in fact, it helps me like that, like, if I try to think of the, if I, if I think of times when I've tried to draw pictures of animals to correspond with the, the Arabic words for animals, because of how horrible they are, they just stick in my brain more easily, like, that's just a thing about our brains, we, we can remember really abstract and strange things sometimes, so, so, you know, so it's better to replace the English word in your brain with Arabic word, image, concept, you know, you know, so you have Arabic word, and then an image that represents that Arabic word. And images are inherently, in their nature, cross-cultural, right? They they are they're just I- inherent in what we see in the world. So um, so that's a really good way of revo- of avoiding of removing rather the English word in that kind of you know in that kind of understanding process. Um, idea number two is to stop translating everything. You know, students often feel the need to translate everything into English in order to understand it. However, once you actually have a foundation in the Arabic language, it's actually far quicker and more efficient to practice reading in Arabic, understanding in Arabic, and then interacting with it in Arabic. So rather than translating a newspaper article, try reading it and then writing a commentary on it about whether the article is fair. What's the article about writing a summary of it, perhaps? Um, Do you like the writer? What are the political leanings in the article? So in this case, what you're you're doing, instead of having Arabic-English concept in your brain, you're creating an arabic response to that Arabic word concept in your brain you know and that that's a much more direct and um, you know a much more native interaction with the language tip number three is to explain Arabic words via different words so you may need to ask a teacher for help with this um or, or you may need to like search for an Arabic synonym or something like that but it's actually a really powerful tool to to have an Arabic word you know you know you, you come across an arabic word and then use other more familiar arabic words even if it's a longer explanation you know even if you need to write a couple of sentences you know t- to explain that particular arabic word and then concept in your brain right that, that's a far far more powerful way of actually understanding arabic so so those are kind of three things that you can use right so so beco- coming to a point where you're actually thinking more directly in arabic is just of it's just doing everything that you can to try to avoid that middle step in the middle which was English, right? Just avoid just eliminating English or replacing it in your actual understanding process of understanding Arabic. So you can replace it with a few different things that were covered in the article. Obviously, number one, images instead. Number two, responses to that word, how you feel about that word. And then number three, explaining it by other words if possible, right? Sometimes you need a teacher to help you with that stuff. So that's everything for the article. That's everything for this episode of the podcast, guys. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, if you're not following the article and you're a person who prefers to read rather than listen and stuff, then um, then it'd be good for you to go over and follow it. So I published my articles on LinkedIn um, and I publish them on a platform called Medium. So yeah, you can search Medium. medium.com, I believe it is forward slash Arabic with Sam probably, um, but you'll find my articles on there as well. So that's where we keep the articles. Catch you guys in step, in epi- not step, <laughs> sorry, I've been recording videos for um, the Arabic in 60 Steps program, that's why I'm saying step all the time. Before I shot the, um, before I recorded the audio and the, shot the video for this podcast, I, d- I had to do about four takes, I kept saying, assalamu alaikum everybody, and a very welcome to step 38, instead of episode 38. Um, yeah, because that's how I do the intros for the Arabic in 60 Steps program. Anyway, go on and get on with your days, guy. Go, go and get on with your Yours days. Go and enjoy your your days, everyone. Over and out. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu.